All right, everybody, it is time for another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. But before we dive in to our awesome, awesome guest and conversation today, I want to remind you guys of two things. And the first one is that if you go to Crypto101insider.com, you can join our private community. Here's where we have our model portfolio and all of our top picks. We also have uh, Crypto 101 University. Uh, where we have hours and hours and hours of written and video content that explains blockchain and explains cryptocurrency in a very bite-sized and easy-to-understand way. Uh, and we have a weekly newsletter that goes out and quarterly state of crypto addresses that go out. There is just a ton of value packed into this every which way. So I want you guys first uh, to go to Crypto101Insider.com today uh, if you haven't already. I also want to remind you guys that Pizza Mind and I recently just finished a book. Uh, It took 11 months of our lives to write, and we're calling it Crypto Revolution, Your Guide to the Future of Money. We walk you through this fascinating world of cryptocurrencies and blockchain, and it's part history book, it's part instructional guide, and it's going to really show you guys why cryptocurrencies are globally disruptive and how they're going to actually change in real life and in real terms the way that we buy and sell and even live. We include a bunch of how-tos on getting started with your first exchanges. Uh, We give you tips on how to safely buy and sell and store cryptocurrencies, as well as how do we evaluate potentially good cryptocurrencies. And the best part of the book is that we're giving it away for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. So go to CryptoRevolution.com and pick up your copy today. All right, everyone, welcome back to another amazing episode of Crypto 101. Pizza Mind here, flying solo today. And with us, we have an amazing and interesting personality with us, Patty Siri from the Minima Blockchain. Welcome to Crypto 101. Thanks very much. Thank you for having me, Pizza Mind. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Now, you're the CTO, is that correct? That is correct. Now, we don't have a lot of technical people come on the show because usually... The average consumer is our audience. I don't understand a whole lot, but I'm a little bit of a techie. We try and keep things really, really simple. So do your best, if you will. Explain to the layman, us bright-eyed, bushy-tailed people just entering the world of technology, what is the grand vision for a minimal blockchain and what kind of applications can be enabled by your platform? Uh, Okay, that's a a good question. I'll keep it um, as non-technical as I can. And the so Minima is the protocol that um, I originally wrote and uh, now started a company with my CEO, Hugo Filer. And uh, the grand vision for that is uh, a billion users with a blockchain that runs natively and in full on your phone, where every single user not only fully validates the chain, but is also involved in the construction of the chain. So I'm an old, I'm an old school, you know, Bitcoin man, been here since the beginning. And for me, you know, I used to run Bitcoin CLI with Dash Gen. Uh, sorry, that's a bit technical. What that means is that I used to run it from the command line and I used to try to mine blocks from my computer. And eventually wow. they took that out as the big miners got involved in the assets. And I was sort of pushed aside as the great competition, the arms race started for, for hashing power. 
And there was a moment there, you know, at the beginning with Satoshi, where there were maybe, you know, two or 300 of us who were all running exactly the same software in exactly the same way. And that was for me, that was the moment. And since then, that's sort of changed now. Now what we have is this sort of duopoly where you've got this sort of those who run the network and those who use the network. And I don't want to be somebody who just uses the network and outsources to somebody else. I want to be an integral part of running the network. And so what Minima does is it creates a blockchain that every single person can run in full and complete, by which I not only mean validating all the transactions, which is the current mantra going around the crypto sphere. It also means that you need to be involved in building the chain. It also means that you need to be, you know, in the construction of the chain. Because the reality is that the only true value proposition of a blockchain, why am I using these blockchains? The only thing that it gives us is anti-censorship. And if you're not going to have the anti-censorship, then don't use a blockchain. Yeah. They're incredibly slow, inefficient databases. The SQL database is a billion times faster. You better make sure you're getting your money's worth. And the truth is that the only people that are involved in anti-censorship, in the resistance, the censorship attacks, are those who build the block because they're the ones that put the transactions in the block. So just being a full validation node is obviously very important. Clearly, I don't want someone doing, you know, invalid transactions on my chain with my money. That's absolutely fine. But if I'm not an integral member, if I'm not involved in actually building the chain, then I'm not helping in the one thing that this blockchain is for. And that's where Minima comes in. And when attacking this problem, certain things became obvious. For instance, it can't run on a computer because nobody has computers. I mean, I'm a, I'm an Uber nerd and I've got my lots of boxes and everything, but nobody else, nobody has a system that's running 24 hours a day. So your blockchain can't run on a computer. It needs to run on something that everybody has access to. And there is a device that everybody has access to, and it's a very powerful device, and that's your mobile phone. The Minima is mobile native, which means it has been designed from the ground up to run on your phone. There's no servers running in the cloud that you process. There's no big, bad boy stakers or miners or any of that. We all run exactly the same software, exactly the same way, and it always fits on your phone forever. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, the vision is, you know, the, the TikTok of crypto, Facebook's dead. Yeah, we need billion, a billion users, all of us running minimum from our phone. Um, and That's... in terms of what sort of applications, sorry, in terms of what sort of applications you can run on it, well, you can run all the clever little applications that we see running at the moment. The crypto scene is an incredibly exciting space, really innovative. Look at what we as humans are capable of doing once we're unleashed. In these permissionless environments. You know, I, I love seeing what I see, but the truth is that you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. We have the advantage of looking back over the battlefield that is blockchain world, seeing what works, seeing what hasn't worked, and we have now come up with what I feel is, you know, when I think about it, an obvious choice for the only way that this can go, yeah, the only way that this is actually going to work, the only. You know, the only way of keeping your blockchain actually decentralized is decentralization is the only known method of achieving censorship resistance. Yeah, the blockchain gives us a way of reaching consensus in a decentralized way, but it only works if it's decentralized. And frankly, when I look out over the space, I just see bigger and bigger centralized organizations 
with more and more powerful computers run by less and less people. Yeah, that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to replace one set of rulers for another. Either I and, you know, by extension, everybody else can run this system ourselves without relying on anybody else. I'm never asking anybody for anything again. Yeah, I need to be able to do it. For that to be the case, peace of mind, you need to be able to do it too. And so I'm writing this, you know, for us, for everybody. Um, that's that's an incredible gift to the world that you've made, Patty. So first off, I want to say thank you. And second, you, I want to unpack a few things you just said that really stuck out to me. One being that blockchain is not the right solution for everything, even though we're seeing it pop up everywhere. It's become Absolutely. somewhat of a buzzword. And you see a lot of things, you know, let's talk about EOS, for example, that has a blockchain, but they've got 21 validators as yeah, opposed yeah, to Bitcoin, which anyone can still run a Bitcoin node, but uh, while they've done a great job in keeping the code small, it can work on any computer. As you mentioned, a lot of people don't have computers anymore, which is something I find very difficult to accept, but it is the truth. If you can accept it, I can accept it. Um, but what do people have? Well, they have their phones. So you've built something that is inclusive and gives everyone equal power and can scale out to a billion or more. That is phenomenal. So um, I do want to ask you a tech question. and something that I think is really important to differentiate. Bitcoin's blockchain, for example, um, it's larger than a lot of entire hard drives are now. It's absolutely enormous. Um, it's over 250 gigabytes. For those of you who know what that means, it's really, really, really big. It takes you weeks to download if you want to run a Bitcoin node. So how are you able to keep the minimal blockchain so small? Okay, great question. Well, first, let me just make a distinction. When you download and run a Bitcoin full node, uh, which is very important, what you're doing is you're validating all the transactions. You're not actually mining. You're not actually involved in the construction of the chain. You're only involved in its validation. This is a fundamental difference between what Minima does and what Bitcoin does. Minima allows you to not only fully validate the chain, but it also makes you an integral part of the construction of the chain, which, as I said earlier, is very important. Uh, the way we do this is actually, as I, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we, you know, we can look back and see what has been created. Uh, and you'd be hard pushed to find an idea in the crypto space that wasn't chewed over and discussed in Bitcoin talk forum, you know, over the last 10 years. And in about 2014 or 15, uh, a, a great man, Peter Todd, invented the MMR database. And what this is, is it's a proof database. And so the, the way this works is instead of everybody storing everything, yeah, what happens is that I look after my coin and you would look after your coin. And the only thing that everybody keeps track of is a small kernel of information, which in technical terms is known as the root of a hash tree, which means that when I want to send a transaction, I include in that transaction a mathematical proof, which makes the validity of my coins apparent to everybody on the network. And so what this means is that there's no point you looking after my coins since you can't spend them. There's no point me looking after your coins. It's because I can't spend them. Yeah. What matters is that I can prove to you that they exist when I want to spend them. And this is what Minima does. So it's a piece of tech that has been around and you know, we call it a proof database. And what's really nice about it is that it's lossless. 
So we actually have exactly the same amount of information. It's not like we're having to throw information away. When you want to spend your coins, you have to show me the proof of their validity, as I would have to do if I want to spend my coins. And this way, the database never grows in size because it is proportional to the amount of coins that I have. And your database is the size of your coins. And the actual kernel of information that we have to share with each other is a tiny sort of one or two megabytes. I mean, it's less than that, but let's go with one or two megabytes. And it doesn't grow. Yeah. So actually, we can have a database of any size with as many transaction outputs as we want. And everybody just keeps track of their own coins rather than everybody keeping track of everything. And this is how we squeeze it in size uh, so that it fits onto your mobile phone. Another thing that we do, which I would just like to mention, is that the way we get around not having any mining is by saying that you mine your transaction. But we do not reward people for finding blocks. We have a blockchain and we have a database, as I, as I explained, which is a proof database. But you don't get paid to find blocks. This is a problem when you pay people to find blocks because we are incredibly efficient at competing. Humans, you know what I mean? We are, we are top predators. And as soon as you start outsourcing something like this, we compete against each other. And we objectively see this in the world around us. There's less and less mining as the more efficient, better miners get to the top. And Bitcoin mining, as any mining, is an industry. Yeah? And as an industry, it is susceptible to the economy of scale. And there's only one way that this ends. And it's the same way that every single other industry has ended. And that's in a monopoly. You know, there's only going to be one miner left. And so Minima turns this paradigm on its head. And instead of having a competitive environment, yeah, where we compete against each other for a reward to find a flock, Minima uses a cooperative environment where all of us work together. What is good for you is good for me. What is good for me is good for you. I mine my transaction. Yeah, I spend about 20 seconds of work on my phone, and that way the network will accept it. And then we use more clever maths. Uh, and if you want, if you're interested, for the more technical among you. Uh, it uses a system similar to Peter Pool, which was a decentralized mining algorithm that we were all using uh, five, five, six years ago. And what this means is that we can sum all of those little pieces of work together to make one big piece. So instead of having a system where you have 10 or 21 really big miners, yeah, you have a billion users who each do a little bit of work. And then we sum all of that up to make the change. Because the miners are the point of attack. Yeah. If I was a big government, how hard is it going to be for me to shut down 21 companies, 21 individuals? It's nothing. It's an afternoon's work. And this is where all these chains are going. Whereas if you have a billion small decentralized power production yeah, on your phone, you've got a, a solar panel for a screen, et cetera, et cetera, you're never going to shut that down. I mean, it starts on phones and that's going to be very interesting. But it moves on to IoT devices. And frankly, anything that wants to be part of your future value transfer network is going to be running a you know minimum chip because the whole thing fits into you know, a very small amount of space. And then that is going to be the network and we're all going to power it. There's nowhere you can, you know, if you want to switch yourself, you're going to have to attack 500 million computers, not 21. Yeah, that, that's the goal. Wow. Yeah, that's a much difficult, much more difficult network to take down. And it sounds exactly. like an amazing construction, but let me play devil's advocate here. Although let's pretend we're back on big Bitcoin talk forums where no one can agree on anything. <laughs> how 
how do you secure a network like this? Because obviously, there's always some trade-off between efficiency and convenience and security. Minima sounds amazingly efficient. What's the trade-off with security? How do you prevent against 51% attacks and all this other stuff? Absolutely. Crypto space is a world of trade-offs. Yeah, you have to make those. And so the trade-off that Minima has made to achieve this ability that it has, and we all have to work together, is that this only works if there's a lot of them. It requires a lot of users. So the network becomes secure as a proportion of the number of users that are running Minima, which is why I say we need a billion users. Like a million users, and we can start talking about security. A million users, yeah. And a million constructing nodes, not just validating, a million validated and constructing nodes. Then we're starting to get to some secure level. There'll be enough power. Yeah, minimum. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is the power back? It's not a positive, but yeah, positive is useful, but it's not valuable. Power as a commodity is actually intrinsically valuable. That's why Minima is a you know, store of value as well as a smart contract and all of these things. So we need a lot of users, and that is the trade off that Minima has made uh, to, to make itself work in the way that it does. Fascinating. So you guys are going to hit your mainnet launch later this year, and maybe this is a question for Hugh and email, but What's the plan to bring adoption and get that million users? What you guys got cooking? Oh, absolutely. So if, as I said, if this was a computer network, you can forget about it. There's no way we're going to get a million people to download something onto their computer when nobody's got a laptop or a computer. But this is a mobile paradigm. And the truth is, you can get a million downloads. You know, it's as if you go to the app store, you click install, that's it. You're running. It's as simple as that to install minimum. So the idea of getting a million users on a mobile application, you know, we see this all the time. TikTok went from nothing to 500 million users in 12 months. But we know that it's possible to achieve great scale with a mobile application. But our, there's a sort of two-pronged attack, really. Uh, we've got the bottom up, obviously, where we get the users who think minimum is cool, whether it's, you know, a free sovereign individual, et cetera, et cetera. And we have also got um, quite a few deals currently uh, going on with telcos. 
you know, the telephone operators, uh, and we get them to install Minima on the phones of their users. And the reason they love it is because clearly a blockchain is very good for lots of things. Yeah? Uh, it's a good accounting system. It's good for adding and subtracting numbers. The current systems that the telcos use are not fit for purpose because they were invented in the 80s and all they've been doing since then is adding computers to their stack and they've reached the limit. That's it. They can no longer scale to the number of users that are using it. And that's fine. The system has worked well up until now, but that's over with now. And so they're looking for other ways of dealing with, you know, the enormous amount of people that are now using mobile phones. 500 million people cannot be accessing a server to see if they've got data to access the Vodafone network. Yeah, that's just tossing their computers. Everything's breaking. Whereas if you have a tokenized version of that, you have a, a minute of data. If you have a voice, you know, an hour of voice time, if you have SMS as tokens, which you can use on layer two to pay for these services as and when you need them, the telcos start to, you know, to prick up. Now they're, they're spending 50 billion a year on accountancy systems across the, you know, the telco space. And we're saying, well, look, actually, lads, you've got an enormous telephone network of users already. You don't need any more. You know, they're, they're worried about the cost of the infrastructure. And as minima, we can go to them and say, you've already got the infrastructure. The infrastructure is your users. Yeah, they've already got the phones. And you can install minima and you can uh, grant access to your services using, you know, pretty standard tokenized blockchain technology. And you can just get rid of your entire legacy system. And as far as they're concerned, what's going to be interesting is that we're not really pushing it as a minima. It's not going to be branded minima. They're just going to have an application that says, "Hey, we've got the old system, which you, you know, which is going to cost you ten cents an hour, or you can use the new system, which is so efficient we can charge you seven cents an hour." And the user is just going to choose the cheaper one because that's how that's how we operate. Same service for less. I'll take I'll take the cheaper one. Thanks very much. And this way, you know, if you know, we've got a couple of deals in the pipeline with NTN Nigeria, uh, another one maybe with Hutchinson, you know, some, some really big telcos with like hundreds of millions of users. And if we can get them to go for this, then we can go on, a, you know, we can get on 100 million phones in six months. So yeah, bottom up, users and top down, telcos. And, um, you know, we, we both have something that we want. It's a really nice win-win situation. You know, we want their users to be running minima and they want minima so that they can offer these services to their users. Um, so the conversations are really, yeah, you know, really kind of easy to have. And we don't ask them for loads of money, obviously, because we're like, you don't need to give us anything. The infrastructure is already available. Um, so yeah, that, that's how we're hoping to scale you know, at, at the inception. Wow, that's really cool. One of my favorite apps is the Fold app. And I open that app every day because it has a wheel of fortune that I get to click Ooh. and they give me a prize and I can win free Bitcoin. Ooh. So sometimes it's, it's only 100 Satoshis. But to me, yeah. that's cool. I know it's going to add up over time. Sometimes yeah. there's people that can win like one Bitcoin. Uh, it's all that stuff. If you guys were to do something like that, guaranteed, it'd be the next TikTok. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Pete. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why not? A little bit of, a little bit of excitement. One, you can split one Bitcoin a hundred million ways, you know? It, it'll last a while. Yeah. So just, no, food absolutely. For, just food for thought. Um, but what happens if I lose my phone? Do I lose all my data? Do I lose access to all my data? Since I'm only looking after me, is anyone else? Very good question. 
this is a problem that pervades the entire crypto scene. This whole not your fees, not your coin mantra is true, you know. But it's also true that it is up to you the level of responsibility you wish to take. So it is perfectly possible to back up your fees. We have seed phrase. You have to remember. If you don't want to do that, you can get someone else to remember it for you. You can go for a centralized system where you can still do the work with some, you know, Coinbase style, where somebody else is looking after your coins. You, know, you have to trust them. The truth is, this is this is an issue that pervades the whole industry, and you have to decide how much power you want to have and how many people you want to trust with your money. Minima is the same as all the other cryptos in this set. If you lose your phone and you've got a backup, you've got no problem. If you can remember your seed phrase, which I agree, some people. It's not going to be, you know, some people don't want to remember their seed phrase. Some people want to know that somebody has actually got access to their coins and they never have to worry about it. But, you know, that element of trust is always there. You can use molten cigs. You can bury one of them in the garden. You can have a multi two, you know, a two of two with yours and you, your hotkey and some centralized service. There's quite a few nice, interesting ways of doing it. Uh, and Minima utilizes all the latest tech in that regard. So however you're used to doing it with your current crypto, Minima can do that as well, frankly. Well, hey, that sounds great. Um, where can we find out more information about your blockchain? Is there going to be a token involved? You mentioned there's no real mining that goes on. How do, how do you incentivize people to use the network other than uh, just it being a cool thing? Uh, well, um, sorry, so, so everything can be found on our website, minima.global. There's links to all the different uh, groups that are part of our Discord and Telegram and tweeting, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that, you know, we need to write applications minima. But when I look out over the ecosystem, some things stand out as like really good ideas. And uh, clearly Bitcoin, total beings. Um, then Ethereum comes along. And what Ethereum did, which I really liked, was MetaMask. And I don't know if you use MetaMask, but it's that little plugin that you can have on your browser that allows you to use web pages that sort of interact with the Ethereum network. Now, the fact that that's totally centralized, the fact that Infura runs all of the service, because 99.99% of people that use Ethereum just use MetaMask like that, does not detract from the fact that it's actually been an enormous success in um, getting developers, web developers, to suddenly turn into smart contract developers. Yeah, this is something that hasn't happened in Bitcoin. The scripting is you know, quite a two-spray and really quite hard to get into. But what they did there was they opened up their development community and we see today, objectively, all the beautiful things that they write. You know, moving aside from the centralization, which is what they've written, the Uniswap, the Aave, the compounds, the makers, the dyes. This is all great stuff. The NFTs, la, 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 la. Minima does something better. Minima has a decentralized version of MetaMask, by which I mean every Minima node on your phone Runs a little web server with a little SQL database, and you can write applications called mini dApps that you actually host and run yourself. So I always find it strange when it's like, oh, here's a decentralized application, and you've got to go to this website to use it. And I'm like, wait a second, if it's decentralized, why do I have to go to this website? And what if the website goes down? How do I access it? Yeah, can't they come to me? It's decentralized. Surely I shouldn't have to go somewhere to use it. It can come to me, and then I can use it. And this is what Minima does. And it's sort of similar to thinking about, you know, MetaMask. It's a sort of version where web developers can write applications that interface with the minimum network. And the whole thing runs on your phone. So once you've got an application, I can never take it away from you. Yeah. 
I always use myself as the, you know, as the text. If I can't take it away from you, then that's fine. If someone who understands the network as well as me can't screw with you, to, you know, no offense, then I'll succeed with you. That's the goal. And, uh, you know, we have many interesting and exciting applications in the pipeline. Um, you know, as you would see normally on, um, on all the other, you know, crypto chains, but also some quite, uh, some sort of novel and interesting applications. So minima, you know, when you think about it, when I send you a transaction of a Bitcoin, that means, and you get that, that means that me and you are somehow connected. Somehow I sent a message and you got it and you got that value. So minima has an overlay network known as maxima, which is a communication layer. And we pay for maxima in minimum. And what this means is that we have an information transfer layer paid for by the value transfer layer. And that's the way it has to be. And what's interesting about that is that that gives you a censorship-resistant information layer. Yeah, you need the censorship-resistant value layer to pay for the censorship-resistant information layer. We call this maxima. And we are working on an application called MaxChat, which is basically WhatsApp, but it runs on your phone totally sensitive position and can never be turned off. We have one called Banter, which we're working on, which is basically our version of Twitter. You know, it's funny because censorship and decentralization have sort of gone from 10,000 from the important list to sort of top 100 in the last few, you know, in the last few months. What, what we've, what you, what, what's been happening in America with your presidents and uh, all the wonderful things that we saw happening here over there with regard to that. And then, you know, with the, with Twitter and all these little notices that tell me that I, you know, somebody can't say this or somebody can't say that. Um, you know, that's freedom is really important. Yeah. And attacking freedom is never the answer. That doesn't mean that you want, you know, horrible things to happen just because you want freedom. People are always like, well, what if somebody bad does something bad? And it's like, that's, you know, we have to fix that. We have to fix the, the causes of that, not the symptoms. Of that. If, the, if the, somebody is disgruntled, if somebody is unhappy, why are they feeling like that? Why, what has caused them to be like this? Because it wasn't freedom that did it. Yeah. So absolutely an essential part. If we want to evolve as a race, is a value and information transfer layers that are censorship resistant. And once we've got that, whew, you know, here we come, Mark. You know, here we come, you know, space station. Here we come, Citadel, as they say. This is the goal. This is where we're trying to get. Wow, that is some really next level thinking, Patty. Uh, we're definitely going to have to have you back on the show many, many more times. Um, that's really, really cool. Uh, before we let you go, there's a couple personal questions I want to ask you and uh, tap into that brain of yours. So you've literally been in Bitcoin since the beginning. How has this space changed? Uh, I mean, that's a 10-year conversation, I suppose. Let me rephrase that question. You know, what excites you about crypto now? Uh, you've been there since the very, very beginning. What stands out to you? What do you think is going to be, for lack of a better term, the next Bitcoin? Well, the next Bitcoin is going to be minimum. But, <laughs> but what excites me is that this notion of freedom, this notion that People are looking at the world that we live in and just seeing it slightly differently. You know, the puppet strings are starting to become apparent. Things that we never would have questioned before, we are now having to think about deeply. You know, we've all had to have a long, hard look in the mirror. When you, you know, when people first come to crypto, they don't really understand what it's for. It's sort of like, well, I've got Visa and I've got PayPal and I've got all these things. 
But the truth is, as anybody who's been involved in the crypto scene for a while knows, this rabbit hole is deep. Yeah, the money is just one layer of it. There's so much more that is going on here about power, you know, about money, about who is in charge, who is telling you what you can do and what you can't do, why they're telling you this. Is it for the right reason? Is it for their own benefit or is it for your benefit? Um, and all of these questions sort of come up once you start getting into the crypto scene. Um, and I think watching that evolution from, frankly, a group of crazy nerds that 10 years ago were, were ranting about a piece of software to what is fundamentally a different world that we are living in today. You know, the, the, the landscape has changed. You know, the, 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 the rule of the old masters, I have to say, is over. Now, in the next 10 to 15, 20 years, that doesn't mean it's all going to be happy roses and we're all just going to have, you know, just this wonderful time. Frankly, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but I see a brighter and better future for my children. Um, and I see, um, you know, a freer world where we can become, as I like to think of it, you know, what is humanity's final form? What is it that we are meant to be? Where are we heading? Well, we are never going to know that unless we are free. And that is what we're trying to do in the crypto space. Wow. That is really, really cool. I hope you're right. With all of my heart, I really hope so. Before we close, one last piece of advice. If this is the first podcast someone getting into the space heard, what would you want them to know? Give them one word of warning or one word of wisdom. Freedom isn't free. It requires participation. And it requires effort. And it can't be given to you. You know, you have to take it and you have to hold it. And, uh, it's, it, you can't ask someone else for it. You know, it's up to you. This is the mentality and the paradigm that has created minima. And this is why you have to be careful when you go out there. This idea that, you know, somebody else can tell you what is right and wrong. You have to make these decisions for yourself. Crypto is all about personal responsibility. You know, I'm a great believer in that. Um, so, so yeah, you need to be, you need to realize that this is your life and you need to realize you need to own your mistakes and you need to cherish your victories. Well said. Where can the good citizens of Crypt Nation reach out to you if they want to continue the conversation and learn more about Minima? Ah, uh, they'll find me on the Discord, but go to minima.global, the website. And then from there, there's all the links to all the various different social networks that we're part of. Uh, and I look forward to speak to anybody, uh, you know, in our Discord group. I'm Spartacus Brex. I will answer any questions you ask. So I, I look forward to Fantastic. Well, I'm going to be joining the Discord myself. And of course, you guys all know my name is Pizza Mind. So let's uh, continue the discussion in there, guys. Patty, thanks again for a fascinating half hour. And we'll talk to you again soon. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Pizza Mind. Great name. <laughs> Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.